welcome to track number 12 of Obligations of Christians to Use Means for the Conversion of the Heathen. Hallelujah. Father, we are grateful for the opportunity in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Obligations of Christians. Now, Acts chapter 1 verse 8. We are obligated to be witnesses. Amen. Now, a witness is somebody who is to describe what he sees and what he saw and what he knows. Amen. Are you with me? Now, witness of what? Witness um, of Jesus or unto Jesus. Our witnessing is about Jesus. Amen. The word witness means to be present, a spectator, a bystander, to give evidence. Hallelujah. Someone who personally sees or perceives, you see, is personally sees a thing or perceives. All right? So even if you are not there personally, you perceive it. All right? And um, to see, to hear, or to know by personal presence and perception. All right? So, another meaning of the word witness is to give evidence or afford evidence or to testify. To witness is to testify. So, Jesus Christ is expecting us, all right? It's our obligation as Christians to testify, okay? And to speak or give evidence about nothing else but Jesus Christ. Now, turn with me to 1 John chapter 1. In 1 John chapter 1, you can see that John the Apostle had intended to do just that. John, 1 John 1, verse 1. It says, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. Hallelujah. That which we have seen, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. For the life was manifest, and we have seen it. And bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father, and which was manifested unto us, that which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you, that you may also have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Notice in verse 2. 
For the life was manifested. His life. The life of Jesus Christ. And we have seen it. And bear witness. And show unto you. That eternal life. Which was with the father. And which was manifested unto us. Verse 3. That which we have seen and heard. Declare we unto you. Okay. So actually the whole of chapter verse 2 is in, is in brackets. So it will actually read, Our hands have handled of the word of life, that which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you. So what we have seen and what we have heard constitute the witnessing. Witnessing. Okay? That you are expected to testify about. What you've heard and what you've seen, okay, of Jesus Christ. So Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says that he's, it's, it's our obligation as Christians to go out there, all right, and be witnesses, testify, okay, of unto me, be witnesses unto me, like you are my witnesses. You know, when, when you go to court, they call witnesses. Let's call the witnesses for this person. Then the witnesses, which are my witnesses. So they come and say, okay, yes, I was there. I saw this, I saw that. Another witness for somebody else will come and be a witness for the enemy. You understand? Uh-huh. So now we are supposed to be witnesses for Jesus, what we saw. Because there were other people there. The life of Jesus. Jesus was described as... Uh, uh, many, many bad things. You know, Jesus wasn't left to just um, feel free. He had a lot of accusers. So, but John was determined to stick to the message. So, First John chapter 1, and this man lived to be, and he's the oldest apostle, John. He was said to have died around the age of 100. And he was on the Isle of Patmos. All the apostles had died and he was left. All right. So when you go to um, next time you are there, I haven't been there myself, but next time you are there, uh, I think it is Turkey, Istanbul, or Greece. Outside there, you have the Isle of Patmos. A lot of people visit, and that's where John was. So next time, how many how many know that you are a traveler as a as a minister? A minister of God is a traveler. It's an obligation to travel. You can't you can't stay home with such good news. It's, it's, it's a sin. I say it's a crime to stay indoors after God has given you such information. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So, Paul, John had decided that I'm going to stay with the message. I'm going to talk about Jesus Christ. That which we have seen what we heard, what we saw. What we've seen, what we heard, what we saw. Okay? I said, Mommy, I didn't see anything. I wasn't there. You haven't seen anything? You haven't seen anything? In your life? You, your life, you haven't seen anything? Huh? Let me show you another person who was determined to continue staying with witnessing. 
First Corinthians chapter 2. Verse 1. I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech, like words which rhyme, and wonderful speeches. So this guy is wise, pa. Huh? There's a lot of preaching like that. Excellency of speech. Or excellency of wisdom. I cannot come to you with the excellency of wisdom or the excellency of speech. Declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined, I determined, and this is the determination I want you to have. It's your obligation. I determined eh, not to know anything. I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. This was how I I was determined to stay with the message and to stay with witnessing. Hallelujah. Isn't that fantastic? I've decided to stay as a witness. You know, they will say, today you should listen to pastors preaching. You wonder what we are talking about. I tell you. All kinds of things. All kinds of things. Sounds very intellectual. Sounds very wise. You know, and that is why I say that I've never seen myself as a wise person. Why? Because people that are touted to be wise... People that are spoken of of wise. I don't see myself saying the kind of things they say. It's recently that I was studying about wisdom. That wisdom is, the wisdom of God is the word of God. Thy testimonies make me wise. I saw that, oh, obey the word of God is wisdom. Then I realized that, oh, if that is wisdom, then we are in it. (laughs) But these excellent speeches, hey, No. Do you think if I wanted to speak excellent speeches, I will I will go and stand in public and pray certain prayers? <laughs> huh? No. As the spirit was moving, I said, What am I saying, Lord? These are not excellent speeches. No. Yes. These are not excellent speeches. It's spiritual. Yes. Spiritual. Are you listening? Or you are going home? Yeah. I determined. John and Paul. These are John and Paul. They are all in heaven. John and Paul. John Paul. John Paul. John said what we saw, what we felt, what we heard, 
what that we declare we unto you. That's what we are talking about. That's what we are talking about. Paul said, me, I was determined. Oh, so you see, now you say that um, Paul, has backsla- uh, Paul is not mature. You say, I don't have revelation. That is why I'm preaching about these things. Basics. Yes. Remember, when the Holy Spirit descends on the church, there will be ten new cars. Wow. Wow. Is it not true? When the Holy Spirit descends on the church, there will be ten new cars. When the Holy Ghost falls on the church, there will be ten new cars. BMWs and Mercedes-Benz. When the Holy Spirit falls on the church, there will be new houses and visas. 89 people will get visas to United States. Who is receiving it? Because we love such things, pastors also love to. Because when you preach and people are really receiving, you feel like preaching more on that. So it has even changed people in the message from the original message that they started. That is not how they started preaching. It's, it's, It's very easy to change. But even me, when I preach about, you know, prosperity, sometimes he's saying certain blessings, the way it's, it's, it's very nice feeling. It's like, I should say more of such things. Turn to Luke. Are you in Luke? Chapter 23. And the whole multitude of them arose and led him to Pilate. Let Jesus Christ. Okay? When they got to Jesus, when they got to Pilate, somebody stood up and said, Sir, I want to summarize the life and activities of this man you see standing before you. It's not an ordinary man. It is not because we don't like peace. That we have come here this morning. These are the pastors, the Pharisees, the scribes, and the religious men. And they are just about to bear witness and say what they've seen and what they've heard about Jesus Christ. Yes, they're just about to do that. You see, next time we go to Israel, you'll be there. You'll be there. On the very first, first love tour to Jerusalem, you'll be there. 
Start preparing. There is a place that I want to take you. It's called the the Golden Gate. Yes. To me, that, that, that is the best position where I can explain a lot of things to you. Yeah. From that point, you see, Jerusalem is like uh, Accra. The best way you can understand is, do you know Jamestown? Do you know Jamestown? Like original Jerusalem is like a place called, it's like a place like Jamestown. Within Jerusalem, what is called Jerusalem with modern buildings. But within the modern city, there's a place like Jamestown. Only old buildings and that's the original Jerusalem. You see the walls and everything. It's, it's wonderful. And you see the gates, the, the, the gates of Jerusalem. Different ones. There's a lion gate. The lion gate has some two lions on the gate. There's a golden gate. And um, when you stand in front of the golden gate, you can see the Mount of Olives across. And you see deep, there's a valley. You see, there's valleys all around. That is why David wanted Jerusalem because it has a deep valley all around and it's surrounded by mountains. When you say mountains, they are more like hills, but they are mountains. They call it a mountain. So it's not easy to climb up. It's not easy to climb down. It's not easy to climb up. So when you are fighting, hand fighting, it will be the best place to be up. Anybody who's trying to attack you is coming from down the valley. Do you understand? Yeah. So when you stand at the golden gate, you see that is the garden of Gethsemane right across there. On, on the bottom part of the Mount of Olives. And the Mount of Olives is where Jesus stood and wept. Cried, oh Jerusalem. So they built a church right at where he, he was weeping. On the Mount of Olives. They built a church for everything. Everything has a church. Yeah. Where the Gethsemane, they built a church. Anything that is important to Christianity, they built a church there. And so it's marked by church buildings. That's one of the things you have to get in your head when you go there, that every important place is marked by church building. This is a pre, your pre-Israel discussion. I'm having. Start planning it. First love tour to Israel. And start your registration soon. Are you listening? So when you stand there, it's like standing up here. If you stand at the golden gate over there, you can see. That is man of God. That is where Jesus was arrested. Across there on the hill. So it goes down and it comes up and Jesus was up there. When they arrested him, then they took him down into the valley. It was a Kidron Valley. And led him down to the valley, down to a place which was Kepha's house, the high priest's house, on Thursday night. And there he was arrested and questioned and beaten by the pastors and their agents. Yes. One of the things they did to him, which you should take note of, was that somebody took a cloth and tied it over his eyes. No, because Jesus had been prophesying, said, 
this Jerusalem, it will be like this. Blood will flow here. This one, this is what is going to happen. This is what's going to happen. There will be no end at the end. This and this. so they had heard all that whole week he had been prophesying. So they put the thing and tied a cloth over his eyes. And somebody slapped him. He said, Professor, who 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 is the one who slapped you? Do you know my name? Papa. Who who slapped you? Mention his name, Professor. What you must realize is that anybody who has a mind of testing God, God will never respond to you. So when you come to receive from God and there's a mind of do it, let's see, or perform, you will never get any response from God. It's the same thing when Satan came in the garden and said, jump so that we see. No. God will never respond to you, a human being, testing him, sort of trying to see whether he's wild. Yeah, prove yourself. So anytime, if you're a man of God and you send people out, people don't believe in you, they are trying to test you. Your response is just leave them. Don't even minister to them. I've learned to recognize people that are, they don't really believe it's like they are testing you. Yeah. Anyway. So they up on the hill, they took him through the valley and went to Kephas. That is where they beat him. And then they, they were tired in the night. So they waited till the morning. Then in the morning, they came into Jerusalem and went to where Pilate was. When they got there, then a man stood up and said, Your honor, your excellency, my lord, His wonderfulness, amazing. <laughs> this man, I want to, this man with the plenty hair. Come, what's your name? Ayo. Huh? Ayo. Ayo. Stand here. He said, this man, these are the things that he has done. Yes. And it's a standard accusation against pastors even after today. You listen, stand there. They began to accuse him saying, we found this man doing two things. Perverting the nation. You see, when I talk, when we speak about witnessing, once you are not speaking out about Jesus, others are also speaking out against Jesus. And giving their version of Jesus. So what people Christians don't realize is that our silence has allowed people to come up strongly with a version of Jesus. Did you know that the Quran speaks more about Jesus even than Muhammad? Yes. Because Jesus was there 600 years before Muhammad came. Yes. So the, the, the Quran speaks a lot about Jesus Christ. And a lot of different people have views about Jesus. Yes. And as long as you and I are now preaching finances, survival, life skills, 
improvement of happiness. How to carry families and raise up children. Career advancements. Mega millionaires of the 21st century. Abundance seminar. Emancipation of the masses seminar. How to do what? Retire by the age of 40. Like make it by the age of 40. Wow. Millionaire's kids. Success without limits. Poverty must die. Change your levels this month. This nonsense must stop. Wow. All kinds of topics. You wonder what we are listening to? It's as if the topic of Jesus Christ and him crucified is rubbish. Careful that you are not thrown into a rubbish dump. Yourself. Yes. As you rubbish the message of Jesus Christ. Careful that you are not deposited in a rubbish dump. I know somebody who said Jesus Christ was not necessary and that he was glad that he was no more preaching about Jesus Christ and the cross and he ended his life in a rubbish dump. Yes. He was picked out of a rubbish dump. Yeah. Now, this man perverting the nation like he's spoiling Ghana. And then forbidding to give tribute to Caesar. Like the support that he he does not support NDC. Yes. Tribute is your support. Tribute is your support. Yes. One of the standard things that you have. Is where they try to turn you as if you are against the government, against the Caesar, and you don't want to give your tribute. He's, he's not letting people support. He makes comments to turn people against Caesar. Instead of giving tribute to Caesar, he's, he's directing them away, he's forbidding them to vote for Caesar. Is it not true? Meanwhile, Jesus said, give to Caesar that which is for Caesar and to God which is for God. I'm not against what Caesar is doing. He should do whatever he wants. But they present as a pilot. This man, this man. That is why I'm about to give you 100 things that you have to say rather about Jesus Christ. Because if you don't Say what you have to say about Jesus. Somebody is going to come and say bad things. 
or twisted things. Twisted things. Say that he himself is Christ, a king. Hey, verse 3, put verse 3 on, the next verse. And Pilate answered, Are thou the king of the Jews? And he answered him, said, Thou sayest it. You are saying it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are we going to sit down and allow people to come and talk about Jesus? Are we going to, I mean, what a twisted message this is. Huh? Go back to verse 2. What a twisted message. I mean, this is all you have to say about Jesus Christ. This is not the story of Jesus. But this is somebody's story of Jesus. In fact, it was so convincing that Jesus Christ was led to his death through this testimony. And so when we are not speaking the message as we ought to, Jesus Christ is being set aside. Yes. Jesus Christ is being set aside and all that he said is being set aside. Amen. Are you there? Very good. Thank you, my dear friend. 